Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast, hosted by Creelan Peters, the fear whisperer of Creelan.com. Listen in as Creelan introduced powerful people who have tamed their fears, embraced their greatness, and gotten out of their own damn way. And now, Creelan Peters. Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. I'm your host, Creelan Peters, the fear whisperer. Today, I welcome Emmy Kirshner to the show, and before I bring her on, I just want to tell you a little bit more about her. Emmy is a coach, speaker, and author who helps crack the code for high-achieving yet stressed-out executives and entrepreneurs by showing them how their relationship with food affects their performance and productivity. Emmy is known for helping clients break the cycle of dieting and emotional eating. A genuine foodie and lover of adventure, Emmy incorporates her passions in her coaching and corporate training programs, along with French Fries to Foodies, her online course for parents of picky eaters. Emmy is the co-author of the book, Get Results, in which she shares her secrets to getting exactly what you desire. So welcome, Emmy, to the show. Thank you. I am so excited to be here today. Yay! Me too! I'm excited yeah. that you're here too. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I saw you post um, on Facebook. You're like, I'm going to be a guest on this show with Prelude in a few minutes. I'm like, sweet! <laughs> yeah! Well, the world needs to know that you and I are having an amazing conversation today. They do, yeah, so that they can, their energy can be aligned and they can send us good juju and all that good stuff. So, absolutely. So, we were chatting a little bit. You're from outside of Pennsylvania, or I mean, outside of Philadelphia, um, and, um, and I'm in Phoenix, Arizona, so we're coming from way different climates. It's warm here and it's cold there. And we both, yes. I think, want to swap places right now. <laughs> I, yes, I do. I could pack my bags and be there in an instant. Oh, yes, I know. Yeah, I'm still getting, like, dangerously close to 100 degrees here, and I'm like, what? Uh, and by the time this uh, airs, hopefully that won't be the case, but uh, right now in uh, late October, it is, yikes. <laughs> yeah, I would love that. <laughs> I'll be oh, basking in sunny glory. Oh, my goodness. So I would love to hear, Emmy, a little bit more about your story and how you've learned to get out of your own damn way. Absolutely. And I have to say, I think getting out of my own damn way is a constant process. There have been Mm -hmm. so many times throughout my life that I realized that I was in my way and I needed to do things differently. And I think some of the biggest ones or what helped me become who I am today in my work um, as a health coach, as somebody who loves, you know, helping people feel amazingly good and love what they eat. And that started with uh, my son, who he's now 17. And as a baby, he was just about a year, and he was experiencing really painful digestive problems. Um, but doctors couldn't, couldn't, um, Decide, you know, what the, you know, they didn't diagnose it. They had no idea what was going on. And they'd run a bazillion tests and we tried all this stuff. And the last pediatric gastroenterologist was like, we have no idea. Give him some more olive oil so that he doesn't lose any more weight and see you later. And mm. for a while I was frozen, you know, in this like, uh, what do I do? <laughs> right. You know, and I could have just kept 
I could have accepted that, really. But I decided not to, and it was the catalyst for me to learn that food can heal. And I started reading everything that I possibly could and kind of experimenting with what would help him or not. And unfortunately, you know, 13, 14 months old, regardless of how verbal your kid is, they're not going, oh, hey, those grapes? Yeah, don't give me those again. You know, just wait and see what comes out the other end. Um, And it really, it showed me not only how, how healing food is, but that we can change so much of our lives by what we eat and how we feel. Yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. And I'm going through my own little health coaching journey right now. And it's, um, it's definitely interesting, <laughs> but uh-huh. we all, yeah. we all come through that from a different angle. So it sounds like you came through that, um, because of your son and the issues that he was having. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, definitely, because I could have just been like, well, the doctor doesn't know, so there's no help, there's no use, there's no nothing, and given up and, you know, allowed him to be, continue to be sick. And I made that con- conscious decision, and I think that's what I've done every time I've been in my own way. Um, I'll share with you, too, I'm divorced, and um, coming to that decision was not an easy thing for me, because I... When I got married, that was my intention was to stay married, but it wasn't working. And you know, we went round and round with how to try to make things work and not work. And again, it was another place where, for me to be who I needed to be, I had to make that painful decision. Mm-hmm. And um, I had no idea what was going to happen. I ended up getting really stressed out. I was really sick all the time, and I decided to make a huge, you know, change in my life. That was the next catalyst in me really looking at what I was eating and and, um, and recognizing that I wasn't being a leader to my to my kids or to anybody else around me if I continued to be that sick. So it took me, you know, that looking at what I was doing and what wasn't working to move past uh, the spot of not having a clue what to do after, you know, my ex-husband moved out and I wasn't sure what I wanted to do for a career, where my kids and I were going to live, or any of the other things that can happen once one gets divorced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a couple big, big uh, transitions in your life that, that led to that. And I wrote down, because it sounds like both of those times, it was that conscious decision of, you know, how you were going to handle it that really helped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, once I got out of the tail spinning, oh, my goodness, you know, thing where it's like this massive swirl of chaos floating around in my head, once I was able to pull myself out of that and really look at my options, then being able to make a conscious decision decision becomes much easier for me, at least. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's one of the things that's really important to do is that life happens, good things and bad things are going to happen, and it's how you choose to um, to look at it and the choices that you make that make the big differences. Yes. Yes, it is. And, you know, I love that you said that you were in that chaos because that's normal. You know, I think a lot of times when we talk about getting out of our way, our own damn way, that, you know, people think that, you know, once they're out of their way, that they don't have any more work to do. And and maybe people don't think that. Maybe I think that. (laughs) 
I, I, you know, even though, yeah, maybe, maybe I'm just talking about myself here, but I, you know, I think that we all get in the, the, the real, when we're in the really good place, we're like, oh my gosh, how, why was I ever in my way? And then we get in our way again and we're like, how was I ever on my way? And then we get back, you know, and I mean, it's just like this back and forth. Um, and life does happen. So we do have these choices, but we typically make those choices out of some need to do so. Right, like mm-hmm. um, you know, and if we and and that's okay, it's okay, but it's okay to recognize that being in that space of not knowing what to do, of feeling like life is falling apart, that's just part of the process of life being able to come back together again. Yes, I totally agree, and I listen to a lot of motivational uh, videos on YouTube, and, mm-hmm. and I laugh only because I literally I listen to them, I don't watch them. Uh, but I love listening to Les Brown and Tony Robbins and mm-hmm. uh, Jim Rohn and some of the others. And I think it's Les Brown who's, who reminds all of us in, in his videos um, or in some of the compilations that are put together that everything comes to pass, that the moment that you're stuck in that feels like eternity, that feels so uncomfortable, is going to pass and things are going to get better. Mm-hmm. And it's what you take from that experience that's most important, what you learn from it and what you gain. Because even in the most horrific experiences, there is a tremendous learning experience there. Yes, there is. And and sometimes we need a little distance from it to see it, but sometimes we're able to see it while we're in the midst of it. And there's no mm-hmm. there's no right or wrong with that. But, yeah, just that reminder that it's coming and – like I, I like to say everything's temporary. So even when you're in that good space, it's temporary. And it's not to say like you shouldn't be in that good place. But the thing is that life has normal ups and downs. And mm-hmm. to think that we need to be on a high all the time or on the on the upswing or the good side of things all the time is very unrealistic. I agree totally. And it can be exhausting to some extent. Mm-hmm. I think both ends, both the low and the super highs, you know, can wear you out. And and finding some balance is a great place to to achieve. Yeah, a great yeah, place the to balance. Live. <laughs> yes, yes, somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I like. I can't. You can't see me right now, but uh-huh. I do this visual with my clients where it's kind of like um, a wave, and so I wave my hand really high and then really low. And so the, oh, the, the goal is thing. to have, <laughs> oh, that's funny. I love wave metaphors. So, um, and then like the goal is to get it not so low and not so high and just kind of like a steady kind of up and down easy movement. Um, and we're mm-hmm. going to experience the low lows. We're going to experience the high highs and awesome. But, you know, the law of physics for every reaction or for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So if uh-huh. we experience an extreme low, then yay. Like, if we can celebrate that because an extreme high is coming. Yay! Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Totally agree with you. It's, Absolutely. It's kind of like looking at at sales for those people who are listening and, you know, and have to make sales calls. Um, for every no, you're that much closer to the yes when you know how many no's you need to get to the yes. And that's, yeah. that can be a really good feeling. Right. Absolutely. I know for me, and that also translates to, like, people unsubscribing from my email list. Um, oh, I'm happy. I'm like, yeah, I'm just like, okay. Like, at first I was like, why do 
it feels so personal. And then you're like, well, wait a minute. If they don't want to be on my list, why would I want them? It's like trying to hang on to a relationship that's falling apart. It's trying to hold on to someone who doesn't want to be held uh-huh. on to. Um, exactly. And so I'm like, cool, go, go do you, and I'll be here doing me, and, you know, it's all good. So, um, yeah, we can we can take that lesson to so many different areas of life, can't we? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's funny because I look at it the same way where um, I feel like if somebody's hopping off my list, then it's I've served them. They've gotten what they need from what I have to say, and they're on to something else that's different or works for them at this point in time, and there's somebody else that will come on. Yes. Yeah, I love it when people give me a reason why they go off the list, too, and they're just like, I love you, but I just I can't read all your emails. Or so I'm like, you don't need to explain. It's okay. But <laughs> yeah, I'm not. <laughs> it's nice. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. And, th- and I think that comes from a place of understanding that, you know, of understanding uh-huh. the, the ebb and flow of life and that, you know, for every person who comes off, then maybe 10 come on. So um, it kind of, it works itself out. You know, the people who need to be there, the experiences that we need to have, they're all going to be there for us. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's the thing to take away, too, when you're kind of in that chaos and what can help you kind of get become more calm is that everything is going to show up when it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. It absolutely is. And and I love talking about being in that place of chaos. It, and, and it's okay. You know, it's, it's okay to break down. It's okay to have feelings about something. It's okay to express those feelings. And, you know, as long as you're not hurting yourself or other people, you know, right. do it, you know. And um, I even go so far, I'm like, you know, if you need to have a pity party, just set your timer and, like, throw a full-on tantrum. Like, just get on the floor. Oh, yeah. Say, yeah, just do it. Go for it. You know, if you're going to do it, do it. Do it right. You know, have fun with it. Absolutely. And I think there's a couple of things there. Um, you can't have a breakthrough unless you've had a breakdown at some point. Yes. And, and it is totally needed. And there have been many days where things have just not gone the way they're supposed to, and I see some two-year-old getting ready to throw him or herself on the floor, and I'm like, God, it would be so nice to just be able to do that. And you're right. Schedule it in if you have to and throw yourself on the floor and get it out of your system. I mean, it's really that releasing piece, but, you know, it's going to help you move through it. It is. I actually wrote an article called The Adult Guide to Tantrums. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, you know, we sometimes forget. Like, there's so much we can learn from kids, and not only how, like, they express it and they move on. You know, right. I mean, I re- and I remember being a young child, and I had my best friend who, like, some days I hated her. She was horrible, the worst person in the world. And then ten minutes later, we were going to buy ice cream together. Like, it's, you know, like kids, they forgive easily. Mm-hmm. You know, they move on, they express themselves. Like, well, there's so much to learn from, from our kids. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. My kids teach me, I think, as much as I teach them. And it's really cool. My guys are 17 and 15 now. And even at that age, they're still really grounded in 
who they are, and they're not afraid to stay in that place instead of trying to be somebody else or who they're not for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And and they remind me that, you know, it's okay to be a little weird and a little goofy and, <laughs> you know, and enjoy those pieces. Yes. Yes, I love the reminders that my son continues to give me. My son's 23 now. And um, oh, wow. he continues, yeah, to show me yeah. on on a very frequent basis when I'm taking myself too seriously, or you know, just so many. Th- like I could go on, but yes, oh yeah. <laughs> they say, they hold me accountable too. It's like you said that we should do X, Y, and Z, and you're not doing it. <laughs> so. Oh, well, yeah. My son just doesn't do it. He's like, well, if you're not going to do it, I'm not going to. I'm like, ah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because that's, that's what I tell all of my parents. Um, I'm like, you cannot expect your kids to do anything that you are not going to do. So when it comes to healthy eating, if you are not going to eat healthy, don't expect them to do that. Yes, and even though he's also – my son is also on the autism spectrum too, so um, that adds a different dimension to our dynamic. But he um, – even as an adult, like, when I am eating more healthfully, he, like, takes after my lead. Um, so it's it's really interesting to watch that. So, um, you know, like, now he's he's trying. He's trying to get back on the bandwagon. He's having some hard time. But mom, mom's being a good example. <laughs> there you go. It'll happen. It'll happen. It will. Yeah. And that's, I think, I think one of the cool things is that you know, we want to change other people. And... We don't need to worry about that. People will fall in line with who we are when we change and when we value ourselves. And I see that with every single client I work with, and I see that same thing with my kids. When when I'm not doing something, they're not going to do it. And when I'm holding myself more accountable, they in turn are more accountable, and I don't have to even do anything from an interaction standpoint um, differently. You don't have to set any other rules or ground anybody or whatever. They just do it. Yes. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah, that it's that modeling uh, of things. And, and yeah. I I come from a place of integrity. And so when I'm, like, talking to my tribe about this or that and I'm not doing it, I, I feel very incongruent. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm, you know, uh-huh. I mean, so... So what I typically do in those cases, I'm like, I'm just honest. I'm like, dude, I just didn't get this done. It's not going to happen. Or I've changed it up. Like, I I like that aspect of it, too. So it's it's not that feeling like I have to be perfect all the time, but that I can just show this is where I, you know, floundered. This is where I, you know, went a different direction or I wasn't consistent or whatever. So I think that mm-hmm. not only being a model, but also being um, vulnerable and authentic and owning up um, when we're not. I totally, totally agree with you. And it's funny because I'll be saying whatever it is that I'm not doing as well as I would like to somebody. And it it helps hold me accountable so that I can lead the way. But it's also a great opportunity for me to, to exactly what you said, share where I'm having not difficulty, but you know something to learn from, or that they can see that I'm not perfect. Because people think that 
because I eat healthy and because I'm coaching and I'm helping them that I'm, I've got it all figured out. And I don't. I'm figuring it out as I go. Right. And just as soon as you have it figured out, something happens. <laughs> yes. My kids do something. Put a monkey wrench in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, life happens for sure. And, uh, and I was just talking to you about um, very briefly before we hopped on um, the recording is, you know, I'm going through something right now that is like a total monkey wrench in something and it's, you know, it, it happens, you know, but it, like there was a time where I could have spent a while stuck in the place of, well, what am I going to do, you know, fighting, what can, what does this mean, how am I, you know, how do I fight this person who's not doing what they're supposed to do and and the thing like I have to step back and I continually have to remind myself of this is to step back and go I you know what I I I'm not their keeper like if they choose not to honor a contract we have then I still have a choice right I still have a choice of whether to continue to engage with this person or to go okay cut my losses and move on so it's really interesting how it kind of filters in to different areas. So, like, we're talking about business, we're talking about relationships, we're talking about kids, we're talking about food. Like, it all kind of goes through all of those different areas of life when we're talking about all of these concepts. For me, it does. Like, it's everything that you do shows up in other places of your life. Mm-hmm. If you're constantly in chaos with what you eat, you're going to have chaos in other parts of your life. Mm. Very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and I, I wonder how many, you know, I know that um, health coaching is a relatively newer industry, um, but I see it popping up and I see just a lot of great information. I have a health coach and, mm-hmm. you know, there's, it's just so interesting to see how everyone kind of does it a little bit differently, but it all does, it boils down to, at least with my work, with my own mm-hmm. health coaches, it boils down to consistency and mm-hmm. planning. Those are the two big things that I continue to struggle with. And then I realize I'm like, I'm really good at planning and being inconsistent in certain areas of my life, but mm-hmm. in other areas, not so much. And I think that's okay. Um, I am more of a go with the flow as opposed to, you know, everything's got to be on a schedule. And mm-hmm. at the same time, I still plan a ton of things. Mm-hmm. Um and some of it's kind of, as far as the food goes, is, is knowing what your body needs in that day, too. So you could have planned something, and it's not going to be the right thing for you in that moment. Sometimes that's what your body's saying. Mm. Yes, yeah, so it all boils down to that kind of paying attention thing. Dang it. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, our bodies will tell us a lot of stuff if we just slow down long enough to listen. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're so busy doing other things that we forget about that until we get sick or there's some sort of health issue going on or whatever. And it's not, I mean, it's all of us. We're all doing that. Yes. Unless yes, I would like agree. Super, yeah, <laughs> unless we're like agree. super, super zen, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And I, I think that 
there are certain areas. Like, I know so many women who are very successful in their professional lives, in their businesses, and yet they're struggling in one or more areas in other areas of their lives. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it, I do agree that if you have difficulty with a certain type of thing, it does show up in other areas of your life. And I also see and personally experience where I can have super confidence in this area, but over here, not as much. And I think, because uh, I talk a lot about, like, flexing our muscles, but, like, when we're building new skills, we really have to practice those skills when we're not in crisis and we're not in chaos. But the thing is that those skills show up differently in my love life versus in my eating versus in my business versus in my, you know, spirituality. So, like, just flexing them in one area is great, and we also need to flex them in the other areas, too, to build up those muscles in those areas. Exactly. Exactly. And it's saying there's similarities, even though it may look different in the different areas. So once mm-hmm. you can kind of figure out what the similarities are that ties it all together, it becomes much easier. Yes. Yes, I would agree. I would agree. And it's, yeah. it's amazing how, like, when when you work with clients, and I'm sure you've experienced this, is you see that thread that runs through and you're just like, you know, and that's why I think it's so helpful to work with someone who isn't inside your head <laughs> when you're trying to make Like, you can't yeah. see sometimes how you're tripping yourself up where, like, you know, I was having a conversation with someone yesterday, and, you know, I was able to just, like, see it. And, I, and she was just like, what? And I'm like, you know, it was clear as day to me, clear as day. But yeah. she was too close to it because she was also in that chaos. So when we're in chaos... We like we lose our faculties. We become like a confident woman becomes like a puddle of mush, you know, <laughs> <laughs> a vibrating puddle of mush. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, totally. Um, yeah, that nagging little inner voice. Mine's called Matilda. She can do quite the number on us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Matilda. Yes, she's yes, loud. Mom. Yes, I know. They can be very loud, those little inner critics. (laughs) Yeah, squeaky, too. Oh, yikes. (laughs) Oh, no. So, yeah, it's great to to see the connections. And and I think that when we are in – we're able to do it for ourselves to an extent, but it's it's also helpful to have people around us. It doesn't necessarily have to be a coach, but people around us who are paying attention and who can go – you know what? I think this is what I'm seeing, and you tell me if this is like, is this your experience? Because holy crap, woman, this is like something's off. Um, and it, it's important because we just we can't always see it when we're living it, and we think we're doing really awesome, and or that you know whatever isn't an issue, and then someone goes, um, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, and I think having the outside perspective, whether it's you know, a friend or a coach or, you know, somebody you work with who can kind of pull you out and say, hey, you know, look at it this way. How, you know, there's another another view to whatever's going on is so helpful on, on so many different levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It gets, yeah. Us, it gets us out of, outside of our heads. But also there's that accountability piece. Um, that I think uh-huh. is, is super helpful, especially, I know for me, especially when it comes to changing um, lifestyle around health, 
and nutrition mm-hmm. and, and all of that, I, I think that for me, I, I'm not able to do it on my own. I know this about myself. <laughs> like, I know. Well, I'm intimately familiar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we are emotionally and deeply connected to food. And whatever, you know, anyone's routine is and whatever it is that they're connected to, there's reasons for that. And it's, it's hard. It's difficult. Mm-hmm. So taking small steps along the way to change that is very powerful, but you have to allow it to be the process. Mm-hmm. It says, yes. I mean, for, for me, food says so much about how we interact with ourselves, how we honor ourselves, how we interact with other people. You know, the care that you take with prepping something is a reflection of how you're caring for yourself. That could be good or bad on any given day, Emmy. I don't right. know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. That's, uh, yeah, it's that yes, it's a thought, haha. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think the more we want to nourish ourselves, the more we're willing to eat healthy. But it does, it has to be simple and easy and make us feel good. And I know when I'm working with my clients, that's, Really what we focus on is, well, what's going to make you feel good? Because you're more likely to choose what's going to give you energy or help you feel more productive or make you feel more satisfied. Um, and it's not a hard decision most of the time. That, but it's finding that it's not taking yeah. a lot of experimentation. Right. And I agree with you. There is, there's that step of, like, making it meaningful because it's, it's hard to justify you know, we get so stuck in our ways, and I think especially with certain things, like I think food is a typical example, like we get in our routines, we get in our, not only routines of what we eat, but where we eat, how we eat, how we prep, like they're, you know, where we shop, there's so, like, ever since I'm working with my health coach, I'm like shopping at stores that I, you know, haven't shopped at before, and going out of my way to find ingredients that are better for me and that make mm-hmm. me feel better and, and not have, I won't even go into the details of the symptoms that led me to work with her because right. I'm sure you know, but no one needs to know these things. <laughs> <laughs> but let's just say that, you know, I'm I better, I can better make that connection because it's like, well, if I don't have this symptom and it's because of this, then I want to do more of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. I would much rather get rid of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I've had clients who've had, uh, well, and it's funny because I end up working with a number of clients consistently in my practice that have digestive issues. Um, Mm -hmm. And I have a couple of clients who, they really can't, um, the systems just can't handle grain. And they love, even if it's rice, but they love, you know, they love grains and carbs and everything, and they'll try to squeak it in. And they've come to the point where they feel so bad afterwards, it's just not worth mm-hmm. it anymore. And they don't miss it. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I can't have pasta. You know, I am so sick and tired of feeling quick crap that I'm happy to not have the pasta. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and then we find all these really amazing tasting substitutions that now fill and satisfy that carb craving. And I've experienced that, too. I never thought I could give up pasta. And now I have, you know, um, this brown rice quinoa pasta that mm-hmm. I'm like, 
why didn't I find this before? This is the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, that has helped a lot. But yes, I think that's it. I, you know, and I talk about this, um, in relation to other types of things, um, other coping skills that we have, but it applies here as well, which is you can't just take something away. You've got to replace it with something else first because otherwise then it's, it's so like, you know, we're shaming ourselves. Like I, you know, people's carbs are hard. <laughs> like, let's just be mm-hmm. honest. Giving up carbs is really hard if you have gotten into that cycle of being dependent. And we all know, like, you know, you, you look to carbs when you're stressed out. And who in this world doesn't get stressed out in this day and age? So um, finding yeah, alternative right. ways to deal with that um, is so important. Yes. I really like the philosophy of adding in instead of just taking things away. Because then mm. you're you're not missing that fulfillment piece. And yeah. whatever it is that you're adding in, you can just add more of that in and and it does replace whatever it is that isn't working for you. But you're feeling good. And the whole point is to feel good. Yes. Right. I agree. It, it's really tough to be like, okay, well, we're going to change everything up with you and it's going to be painful and hopefully you'll feel better. Like that, you know, who wants to go to, like, I don't want to go to that party. <laughs> like, yeah. I want to go to the party that goes, we're going to find a way to make you feel better, you know, and, right. and not be taking stuff away from you. Like, that's, like, scary. That's really scary. Yeah. No, we want to go to the fun party, so. Yeah. Well, you know, they could be having green smoothies, but they're still having a blast. That's right. I I was just talking to, I think, a couple episodes ago. I was like, yeah, well, I don't really eat cake anymore. But it doesn't have to be a cake party. It can, like you said, it could be a smoothie party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or or some seeds and nut party. I don't know. <laughs> so, whatever, yeah. Whatever. Absolutely. I, but I love that you talk about, like, finding what works for people because that's important, too, because, like, cookie cutter, diet plans, yeah. Mm-mm. No, I mean, one of the things that I learned about in school uh, was that there's over a 100 different dietary theories, and a lot of them actually have great science behind them that proves that each one of them works. Mm-hmm. And the reason why that is is because we're all different, and trying to fit ourselves into the plan does not work. All it does is create feeling lousy, that we're not good enough, that we're not doing it right, that it's not the right thing. And instead of understanding the ups and the downs and allowing things to be more of the journey and kind of figuring out what we need for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And being okay Absolutely. with being that unique individual. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, yeah. That's like that's diet great. is a four letter word. Yeah. <laughs> diet is a four letter word for me. <laughs> Yeah, I've been talking a lot with my tribe about bad language lately. And by bad, I don't mean like, you know, swear words, you know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So so that's on your no-no list. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have a long no-no list. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure you do. (laughs) I'm sure you do. So we're just about – actually, we're running a little bit over, which is absolutely fine, but – before we do wrap up, Emmy, I want to make sure that people know how to get in touch with you if they want to learn more about the sure. awesome health coaching and, and other things that you're doing. Okay. Absolutely. 
You can find me on my website, and that is emmykirshner.com. That's E-M-I-K-I-R-S-C-H-N-E-R.com. I have an awesome uh, ebook that I would love to be able to give to everybody. And you can find that, um, I think the link is Emmy Kirshner, and it's E-M-I-K-I-R-S-C-H-N-E-R dot com forward slash piece by piece. The name of the uh, ebook is Piece by Piece, How to Get the Health You've Always Wanted. And in that book, I share all the strategies that I use with my clients to help them achieve a healthy life and a healthy lifestyle without dieting and detoxing ever again. The short read, it's really easy. There's some uh, worksheets in there to help people figure out what really is going to work for them. And then uh, I'm on all of the usual social media platforms. Would love to connect there, Um, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, um, Instagram, Pinterest, Google+. Did I get them all? (laughs) There's, yeah, but you more than I have for sure. But, yes, it's a ton. (laughs) Yes. Um, Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter are probably the ones I'm on the most. Okay. Well, wonderful. Thank you so much for being on the show and sharing some some great tips about life and eating. Thank you. It was a pleasure to be here, and I really appreciate you having me. Absolutely. And, And thank you all for listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. Be sure to stay tuned for more episodes of people who are sharing their stories of how they've learned to get out of their own damn way. Thanks so much for listening. Since you joined me today, I know you need my mini course, Four Steps to Get Out of Your Own Damn Way, the essential guide for women on a big-ass mission. It provides the no-nonsense basics that allow you to remove the obstacles keeping you from reaching your entrepreneurial greatness. I'm giving this to you now, no strings attached. Just go to creeland.com and click the button to get your copy. That's K-R-Y-L-Y-N dot com. You've been listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast with Creelan Peters, the Fear Whisperer. Join us next time for more inspirational stories and leave a review on iTunes. You can also find us at creelan.com slash podcast. That's K-R-Y-L-Y-N dot com slash podcast. Thanks for tuning in.